Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Kimberly's Intentional Moment is brought to you by the Seiken Network on Blog Talk Radio. afternoon, good evening, and good night for everyone across the globe. So last week had some technical difficulties and I ended up not being able to air a new show. I hope though that you enjoyed revisiting something rather than nothing because that's really the theme of the new year or that was essentially that what the show was about. And I've changed the show a little bit from what it would have been uh, last week. Perhaps that's because it'll be better. I don't know. You can tell me. Um, and remember, you can always email at kimtalkradio at gmail.com. Um, I love hearing from you, feedback, um, constructive criticism, or if you want to be on the show. So the the show is really welcoming 2015 and for a lot of people that's a new start or that's that's the intention that they truly have or we truly have <clears throat> and what I want to do is talk about what I honestly think is so important in our practice is to resolve to practice and do that every year. Do that every day. Do that any moment you think about it. Um, instead of making resolutions that are so succinct um, that, you know, if you don't reach it, somehow you failed, which you may not have. You you might be surprised um, that instead you resolve to practice. And maybe you add something to your practice, and that's part of your resolution, if you will. Um but being in the space of practicing, um, wh- what am I doing? Now what am I doing? And now what is happening? Being in the present moment. So one of the things I like to do at the new year, actually I prefer doing it at my birthday, but I think it's appropriate for New Year's as well, is looking at where we've come from. Or, like I said in the description of the show, look at the paths we've woven. Like, how did I get to here? How, what's happened? What have I learned along the way? And really paying attention to what you've learned. And you might find that when, that this reflection takes you time. In fact, you, you may just continue it throughout the year because why not? I mean, it, it's always good to know where we're coming from know how we feel or what we're doing right now, and then have an idea or ideas, dreams for the future, intentions. Um, and that helps us practice. But by looking first, let's, so let's start at reflection, by reflecting on where we have been and what we've done about it and being really honest so we, you know, in the show, pretty much from the start, I have talked about honesty 
as being something that is so important and it has to start with you. So what is actually happening for you? How do you really feel? And we even touched on the mood meter. I'm going to get into that a little bit more this year for sure. Um, that I got from the schools that I'm working in, or one of the schools that I'm working in, and they got it from Emotional Intelligence, Inc. Um, I just think this is so such a, an, a fortunate um, coincidence that I happen to, they want me to teach this, and it's so brilliant. Uh, one of the things that, as I recall, my teacher said, um, something to the effect of, Kimberly, how can you transcend something you don't understand? So if we don't understand our mind, we certainly can't transcend it or do anything else. It's a good thing to know. And the mood meter is actually something that helps us figure out what am I actually feeling. So coming back to I went on a little tangent there. And I, like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll go into the mood meter more in the future. But for now, just knowing that your emotions tell you something. And I had an entire show on that in the fall you know, talking about how brilliant your emotions can be if you're being honest with what you're actually feeling. So uh, one of the reasons, again, that I like the mood meter is that it keeps from keeps you from having to say what is actually going on that, that, you've, that makes you feel this way. It's just getting in touch with the emotion itself. So I feel angry or I feel excited or I feel depressed or I feel relaxed. That's pretty much an example from all four quadrants of this meter. And when you know what you're feeling, now you can start to make some different decisions. And well, again, I want to come back to that in a second. Let me go, let me go back to reflection. So when we're reflecting on the past, we're looking at, let's just look at 2014. Uh, we'll keep it simple. Or you can take it out one more year, 2013 and 2014. Where have you come from? What were the things that you tried or practiced and they went very well and benefited you? And what were the things that didn't benefit you or were even detrimental to you? And be honest with that. Why? Why were you doing those things or how did you get to that place? So you can see what I mean by, you know, it, it doesn't happen in one night. However, for the sake of the show, um, we'll say just over this next day or two, I really want you to think about where you've come from. And then we're going to take it to the next place, which is now where do you want to go without fear? Because what may arise for you is fear or it could be excitement. Um, it could be that you, and neither one of those can be very easy to focus unless you're doing a specific task. So just knowing that. And where, what are some of the things that you want to do in order to get to where you want to go? So some people will tell you you go all the way from the end in mind and then backtrack, create the story, which I like that. I also like, you know, I know eventually I want to get to this place, but I'm thinking along the way I've got several places I want to stop, and you look kind of from the beginning or from the present moment forward versus from that very forward moment back to the present. Either way, you you get a real sense for what it is that you 
really want to do. Therefore, you make different decisions in the present. So when you're thinking, okay, what am I doing now? Is that contributing to the path that I want to go on? Is it kind of looking like where I came from? Is it exactly where I want to be? But no matter what, you're able to fine-tune it. So that's kind of an overview of the show. Where I want to begin is, once again, as I do many times in uh, the beginning of a show, is I want you to just take a moment and see how you're feeling. So feel your sit bones if you're seated. Feel your feet if you're standing. You might feel both, sit bones and feet if you're seated. If you're lying down, just feel the parts of your body that are touching the ground or the bed or wherever it is, the couch, wherever it is that you're laying. And just begin to breathe that active ujjayi breathing or active breathing. Breathing in through your nose, into your lungs. Release your abs and breathe as if you're breathing to your sit bones. Exhale, gently tighten your abdominal muscles towards your spine and support that exhale through your lungs and out your nose. Abs stay taut as you begin your inhale. So now you're beginning to slow down. It's also going to be in this show. And I'm going to actually do a whole show on that. And I want you to also lengthen out your breath. So breath is getting longer, and your breath is also becoming perhaps a little easier, or it might feel even a little stronger because you're using your abdominal muscles and you weren't used to. And if that's any of those, just feel what you're feeling. And take a moment. And move your shoulders around a little bit. Inhale, roll them down and back. Exhale, roll them forward. You might bring your arms out to the side. Inhale and reach up and back. And do a little bit of an extension slash back bend through your upper back. Exhale, bring your arms to your side and even your chin to your chest. Moving back and forth just like that in your spine just helps to open things up a little bit. And that might be where you begin your practice. Let's say you don't have one. You want to build one. That's a great beginning. You're catching lots of birds in one hand. You're beginning to focus your attention in one uh, direction. That's meditation. You're breathing. That's um, hugely beneficial. And breathing consciously, I should say. And you're moving a little bit. So as you continue to just notice how you're feeling breathing... Notice how your body's feeling. Check in. Are you achy, cranky, murky, weak in places? Or check in with those places and check in with places that feel really balanced, good, strong, fluid. Very nice. Okay. Slowly bring your attention back in the room or to my voice or whatever it is you were doing before you stopped. Because I know some of you are, you know, I've listened to my show that way too. I listen to lots of shows that way. You know, just walking around doing my stuff and you hear what you need to hear and that and that's enough. So now that you're coming back into that place and either you're really sitting just listening to me or you're moving around, I want you to just ask yourself if you, like so many of us, 
feel busy. So I'm asking you to do this practice. I'm asking you to look at the path you've woven on top of that. I'm asking you to look at where you want to go. I'm asking you to always ask those phrases, what am I doing, what am I doing now, and now what is happening. And I barely have a minute to, well, the two minutes that it takes to brush my teeth, I barely have that. I've found myself lately, I bring my toothbrush in the car because I figure I can get a little bit of that in whilst driving. Sorry, that that's where my life has come to. So I get it. I get the busy. So have you ever felt so busy? Nah, I'm not even going to ask it that way. How many of you out there can relate to feeling so busy that you wish you had more than two hands? Actually, sometimes I wish I had two of me. Like I really need to be in two places at one time. And so that whole physics thing, we need to, you know, like, we need to be able to to do that so that I can have two of me in two different places. But you know that feeling where you just, you don't even know how you're going to get through the day. And I have to tell you, my fall got so busy and I got so sick for a period of time that I had to literally start to find the places that could go. I mean, <clears throat> if you have been listening to my show throughout the later fall and into early winter here, you know I've had quite a few repeat shows on. I put a new little flair on them because I listened to them again and I explained the show a little differently, hoping that people actually read that and can get something different from it. But I think when you listen to these shows uh, you know, two or three times, you're still going to get a different take on it every time because of the nature of the show. However or not however, and I I just got that busy and I got that sick. I actually have had a cold of some kind on and off, and I still sound a little nasally to me. That's been going in and out for the last two weeks. since so about mid-October, and I went to the doctor and I checked in. You know, I, I've been smart about things. And at the same time, you know, I'm just around so many young kids, so many sick even adults, that it's just like when your immune system's down like that, I think of it kind of like pregnancy. You're you're a walking risk because your immune system just has never been able to get back up. So <clears throat> I've had this, you know, something or other going on pretty much the whole time. And, and I'm still meeting up with people that are sick every day. So it just comes back to you, you. I know that a lot of people cannot stop, but you may come to a place where you really need to think about what can go and how can you do that in as classy a way as possible. Sometimes that means you just got to check out and you just got to be real. I'm taking care of myself so that I don't get really ill. It might also be, you know, like with the show, I, I I listened to the show again. I can do that horizontally. I thought about what I what that show brought up for me now, and then I was able to add to it. So, I mean, it was a conscious effort to put something on the air that had another take on it, and it made sense in the holidays. But something had to go. And... The other thing that I did during that time that was 
I think key to our practice is thinking about all the blessings. Part of the reason <clears throat> I kept getting ill and and staying ill and then feeling like I needed, you know, two hands, or sorry, more than two hands, is because I have so many wonderful things going on in my life. They're busy. They're a lot. Some of them are kind of downright scary because I'm doing some newer stuff in the school, and yet it's been absolutely wonderful. So part of me was just cranky that I wasn't as well as I could be to enjoy that more. And it does rob you of your joy when your health is down. So I I invite you to, if you get to the place where I was, to think about your blessings. Think think about the things that you feel fortunate about. And recognize when you need to just stop. I, I, I know that you can relate to that. Every one of you in some way can relate to that. So, in feeling my fortunateness, fortunateness, I like that, fortunateness, that could be a new word. I'm not sure that's a word, but I think it should be, because it's fun to say. Anyway, in this fortunate feeling, you can also recognize if I want to feel good, I'm going to need to take care of myself. So, luckily, we had the two-week little break with the kids. Unfortunately, my child got sick, so then once again I got another cold, and it wasn't the same as being around, you know, 25 kids per classroom and visiting five classrooms. Uh, The other thing that is a blessing in this, and again, I just know that a lot of people out there are sick or they are witnessing people that are, um, is compassion. I have such a wonderful understanding of compassion when I don't feel good. I mean, don't we? You know, when you don't feel good and then somebody just is understands you and some people understand you to the point where they even go to the store for you. I mean, my friend Sydney has done that like three times, I think, in the last fall, and she's done it many times since we've known each other. And I just, I really appreciate that somebody can recognize when they can take a moment. Now, this is not to make any of us that are going at 100 miles at a moment, and including Sydney, that happens to her too, that you can't say, I can't do it, or you can't offer that to someone. Um, but you can offer what you can when you remember how it feels to feel down. Um, another good friend of mine, Nicole, brought me soup. You know, I mean, it's like I've got these wonderful people in my life, and those are just two of many, many people that think this way. And I, I, this is such a great reminder of when can you do something for someone and then do it. Go ahead. If that opportunity presents itself, do it. <clears throat> Feels good. You're going to feel good. Um, okay, so coming back to compassion and understanding, understanding that you know, in this practice, as we begin this new year, as we look at the path we've woven and where we want to go and what am I doing right now, we can all learn 
something from one another and we can all recognize that we all have a feeling in a moment that might be contributing to this not feeling good or this person irritating me because of how they're acting and find another way. Um, I think when we can learn to understand each other, excuse me, I think actually I am going to bring up the mood meter again. The reason why is that one of the things that the mood meter teaches, understanding how you're really feeling in a moment, can help you be understood by someone else. So you can go and say, let's say you have something you really need to say to me and it's very uncomfortable for you, whatever it is, because maybe it's something that irks you. You can always say, you know, right now I'm feeling really fearful and therefore I'm actually even a little angry that I have to even confront you with this. And I want you to know that that those are my feelings. What I want is to come to an understanding with you. Here's what's bothering me. You can make that up however you want. When you take a moment and tell someone where you are right, right now, what's happening for you right now, and that you wish you could wait, but right now is the time that you need to talk about it. Maybe you can't talk to this person for another week. Maybe this is the right moment for them. Like you know they're in a very understanding place, so even though you aren't, you feel like they could hear you. I don't know. It could be a million reasons. But you first say where you're coming from because someone can understand feeling overwhelmed, fearful, therefore angry, because it's just no one likes to be in those feelings for very long. They're frustrating, they're annoying, and we just want to get our control back, and so anger steps in. When when we know that, we can understand that the delivery might be off. Chances are, when somebody's checking in with their emotions on like that, they're going to do the best they can with what words they say. Um, it might be both, that they're going to be even more careful. So if they are able to deliver it pretty comfortably to you, then you know that, you know, that how much... No, actually, I'm not even going to say that. I'm going to leave that out because that that could go both ways. So ixnay what I just said um, in terms of it going another direction. Just know that when you tell someone where you're coming from, Um, they are more likely to be understanding and able to work with you. Uh, And when somebody tells you that, be open to the fact that it might not come across the way they intended per se and therefore ask questions before getting upset. Need a little water there, sorry. Okay. So what I would like to do now is take a moment and do a couple PSAs because they actually have to do with the show. Yes, I've had them on before, different way of looking at it, and it's short. So I will be right back with you. While cutting molding with a 12-inch dual compound miter saw, while holding a newborn baby in your arms, when face-to-face with a congregation of alligators, with the ball in your hands and the entire freaking season on the line... There are a million places you'd never consider texting, so why would you do it while driving? NASCAR driver Casey Kane here, asking you to please stop the text, and together we can stop the wrecks. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Get the message at stoptextstopwrecks.org. 
Some statistics are surprising, some are unbelievable, and some are simply unacceptable. Right now, nearly 30% of U.S. students aren't finishing high school. Nearly 30%, and that's the average. In many places, it's even higher than that. And fixing it is a responsibility that we all share. This is President Obama, and I urge everyone, not just parents, but friends and neighbors and family members, to take responsibility for encouraging the high school students in your communities, to support them, challenge them, push them a little, and do whatever it takes to help them make it through. Because this is one statistic we simply can't afford to ignore. You can do your part by going to boostup.org and sending an email, a text message, or even a wake-up call to a student at risk of dropping out. Go to boostup.org and provide the boost that's needed to make it to graduation. A message from the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. Mmm, need to get some rest. This is the worst headache ever. Mmm, right arm's all tingly all of a sudden. Must have slept on her last night. I keep losing my balance. These old bones need some exercise. Granddaddy, what you just said doesn't even make sense. It sounds like gibberish. Sounds like these could be more than what they seem. They could be a sign of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Sudden trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at PowerToEndStroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. You're listening to Kimberly's Intentional Moment on blogtalkradio.com with your host, Kimberly Canals, your spot to practice living in awareness. Oh, thank you so much, Rusty. I love that Kim spot that she made for me. I love it. Um, so I, the reason why I picked those public service announcements um, are because they are about being present and they're about being honest and they're about being responsible or accountable to the practice. So no texting while driving. It, it's You don't want to text while you drive because it's worse than drunk driving. <laughs> and it means that you get, how can you type and drive? It's not possible. It's ridiculous. Be, notice what are you doing? What are you doing now? What are you doing now? And if you're texting and driving, pull over. Just do it. Because you don't want to see what could happen from there. I mean, it just, it, it, it's just not a, a what could happen you want to see. And in terms of children... This is something that you hear now and again. I don't understand this, but I think it's that individual mind, and certainly um, I find it prevalent in the United States. Um, and that is uh, that, you know, if I don't have children, why am I worried about children? The children, sorry, gonna going to quote someone. I think it might be Whitney. No. Whitney Houston, who is that? I can't think of who it is right now. I think it is. Um, but the children are our future. So whether you have children of your own or not, your 
responsible for your future. And these kids are going to be who is running the country and the world when you no longer can on any level. Like when you're retired and hanging out and hopefully playing, you're going to want somebody to take care of things just the way that we all did now. And so it is important. Every single one of them is important because they're either contributing or they are not contributing to society in each moment. And you've heard me say on my show many times, because this is truly how I feel about this, we want to raise, you know, compassionate, productive world citizens, responsible world citizens, and and not just American citizens, or not just wherever you're from citizens, but world citizens, because it, it is a collective now. Like it or not, we're all we're all not only are we connected and that's just the truth, but we're more connected anyway via the internet, you know, travel, all of it. Which is why, you know, we see all the shifts that we see, so many shifts that we see. Some of them fantastic, some of them a little scary. So when we are taking care of other people, when we're taking care of children, we're taking care of ourselves. Children dropping out of high school in a culture where, I understand it's not completely free, we pay taxes for it, but let's face it, why would you turn it down? Why would you not want to go to school and learn when there are cultures that don't allow it at all? Like you you are meant to stay in a life where we tell you what to do, and that's it. And there are so many alternatives in our education system that it is silly to have dropouts um, or, even, or silly to not have at least a GED. Um, so please, you know, when you see somebody struggling, and it might be a parent, maybe it's that you help the parent. I don't know. But this is all of our problem, and it shouldn't be one. So we need to come up with solutions for that. The the last one, which was, you know, people experiencing symptoms of stroke, that's where it comes in even more important that you are honest with how you're feeling. If over a period of time you're not feeling right, check in. It's kind of like I told you when I was sick, for so long, it's like I did go to the doctor and check in. I made sure, you know, this isn't in my lungs, right? Do I need antibiotics? Um, because if, if, you, if you need care, well, then please take care. And um, I know that we, we have some bumps in our health insurance and and so we got to find our ways around it until we figure this out because we definitely need to figure it out um but the children are our future so i want to come back to that for just a second i want you to think about that when you walk around looking at children and and recognizing that they are people and that they are our future and what do you want in your life, so when we look at the path we've woven, so you might look at your own childhood, maybe, I don't know, and then we're looking where we want to go, who is it that you want to help you in your life or run things in your life when you no longer can? And I mean, there comes a point when you really cannot do it. And 
the only way to create that is to understand that each and every one of them matters. And we want as many of them to be as educated as they possibly can and able to, to have at least their common sense straight so that, you know, they can make choices that <clears throat> better themselves and don't harm others. And um, and maybe even bring them to a practice of, you know, where they get grounded and centered themselves. That's certainly one of the things I like to put back out there is how can we keep them as centered as possible because they're at least till a certain age children are very open and hugely resilient so you can make a significant impact and even later in childhood into early adulthood um, you can make a significant impact as long as you're genuine it's about being genuine, so practicing that honesty has benefit even with the kids, our children. So one of the things I wanted to bring up for the practice is an actual breath with movement practice. I used it a little bit earlier. I'd like to revisit that. When you inhale and raise your arms up overhead, whether you're seated or standing or even lying down, and then you bring them back to your sides as you exhale. Or if you're standing or seated where you have movement in a backbend, actually backbending through your upper back a bit as you inhale and as you exhale even forward bending and slouching a bit. Or those of you that have done yoga postures before, cat and cow or any kind of adaptation of that forward bend, back bend motion, just getting your spine to move in each direction with your breath. Once again, asking, what am I doing? Noticing what muscles are you're feeling. At no time should your neck be forced. Many times people in a back bend, they kind of jut their chin forward. Keep your neck soft. More than anything, smile. Smile anytime you think about it. It's kind of like kegels or pelvic floor contractions where you essentially are tightening the muscles that you would use to cut off a urine stream. So that's the very base of your spine. That being strong is huge. Doing those, anytime you think about it, I usually teach it where you um, tighten those muscles or you shorten those muscles on uh, exhale and as you inhale, slowly release them. Actually, the inhale part can be a lot more challenging. And when you do that with your breath, you're doing breath and movement. When you're moving in a forward bend and back bend, you're doing breath and movement. So you are actually catching two birds, if not more, in one hand. Like I said earlier, it's also focused attention, which could be considered this, one of the stages of meditation. So <clears throat> when, when you're thinking about your practice, I'm, what I'm hoping in this show more than anything is that it show that this show has presented you with ideas about checking in with where you've come from, where you want to go, and therefore able to be even more present. When you're breathing and moving in present time world, you're feeling what your body's feeling, you're noticing what your neck is doing, whether you're smiling, if you're breathing all the way to your sit bones, that is the practice. You do that 
just even once in a day and over a period of time, it will make a big difference. It will also show you when things need attention. So you'll start to feel a lot better. You can also tune into those times where things might not be going so well in your body and you'll be able to act on them sooner. As I'm sure many of you know, and in case you don't know or just need to hear it again, because I always could, those early signs can mean not only the difference between life and death, but what kind of life you have. So listen, and you know, it isn't normal to, to have your vision blurred in one eye out of nowhere. Get that checked out. You know, if you're feeling unbelievably tired, you know, just any of those signs, go check it out. You have chest pains over time. Check it out. I know it's scary. It's a lot less scary when you know that you got there soon enough that the damage is minimal, if at all. Practicing this this movement helps you stay present in your body. It helps you be honest with how your body's really feeling and get more in tune with that. And you've heard me in past shows say, you know, your body doesn't lie, your mind does. The more in tune with your body you become and in tune with that feeling, that gut feeling, when something's going right, something's not going right, or something's just kind of, huh, it's good to be as firmly in touch with that as you can be. And when I say firmly, I didn't say rigid. So firmly meaning I know what my body's feeling and I've I've practiced enough that when my body is off in one way or another, and it might just be simply, wow, I'm thirsty, which means I'm dehydrated, which means I didn't catch this sooner. What can I do? How can I tune into that more? Not a beat-up session. It's a learning moment. Oh, wow, I got dehydrated again. How did that happen when I, you know, practice present-time consciousness? Well, because you're human and life gets busy. And in the busyness, let's slow down. I am going to have a show, hopefully with my friend David Angstrom, on slowing down here soon in the next month or so. And if not, we're going to talk about it more and more. Slow down. Sometimes stop. I actually, when I taught the mood meter uh, this last week to one of my elementary school sites, what I said to the kids, they were fifth graders, um, so, you know, 10, 11 years old. Um, I, it, what I said to them was, you know, I, I, have a, I had gotten up late that morning and I was rushing around and everything that could go wrong did. You know, like the toast burned, or I can't remember what exactly happened, but, you know, it was like you're bumping into the wall. That's really how you feel. And I got into my car, and the lotion that I put on my face, or the face cream that I put on, has an SPF in it. And, you know, we went over that for a second, and why do we have SPF? And then, well, SPF, have you ever gotten sun lotion in your eye? Well, I had wiped my eye, because I was tearing, because it was cold outside, and I got some of that sun lotion in my eye. So now my eye is tearing. I'm driving. I'm frazzled. And now I'm flat out, excuse my French, pissed off. And I stopped. I literally did. I pulled the car over to the side of the road. And what I asked the kids, and I love this. They were so great. 
I'm like, so should I have been driving? No, and of course not. It, it's silly. Well, first of all, I asked them if any of them done that, which they thought was kind of funny. Thought I'd share that. But it 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 was it was it's very clear even to a fifth grader I should not be driving when I'm that ticked off and I've got sun lotion in one of my eyes, so it's tearing and I can't really see. So I pulled over to the side of the road. I told them I put a little water on a napkin. I put that in my eye and I cleaned my eye up. Then I took 10 deep breaths and I said, how much time do you think it took me? And they, you know, didn't know. And I said, I think, I know it didn't take more than two minutes. It was under two minutes for me to do that, which was worth everything versus a car accident that could injure me. Someone else certainly caused damage to the vehicles, pulled up more traffic. Um, staying ticked off like that is not fun to me. I, I choose, you know, not to live like that. And so it just felt better. I, and I said, do you think I felt happy? And they said, no, no. I wasn't happy when I drove away, but I wasn't angry, frazzled, and can't see or blinded. And those are different circumstances. So that's what all of this is about, too. Is It's getting in touch with what am I doing now, what am I doing now, what am I doing now, to the point where sometimes you need to stop, not just slow down. Stop. And and, and those of you that are parents or have worked with children, you know when they are out of control, meaning like having a tantrum of some kind, and you help them just stop for a second like they don't have to go anywhere they don't have to act any certain way they can even cry but just stop stop running stop whatever just stop that they're able to calm down they might need to get down on the floor and actually cry it out whatever it takes stop when you're about to say something to a loved one or a friend or a co-worker or worse a police officer a judge your boss um, a thug in anger, stop, breathe, decide if that's really what you want to say. Um, it changes relationships. And so this comes back to having compassion and understanding. It's like when we when we tell someone where we're coming from, even though we may need to tell them something uncomfortable, we can sit in a different space. So hopefully... Both sides don't say things they can't live with or that either side can't live with. And when you're really busy, sometimes it's best to just stop. When you're really busy and you're not feeling well, it's time to maybe find something that could be on the back burner a little bit. And that doesn't mean you don't care about it. It means that you care more about your health than anything else as you should, because you can't really be there for somebody else if you're not well. Uh, and remembering your blessings, remembering the things that are that you're fortunate or that are fortunate in your life, it, it's a good practice to get into. When you're looking at the past and you're looking at the path you've woven, notice what your mind does. You know, does it say, oh, Kimberly, you were so stupid when you did that? It's like, wow, that's interesting. You know, and just see it. One of the reasons people can't meditate or they find it too frustrating or they give up is because of things like that. 
they hear negative self-talk, they hear negativity towards someone else, they they bring up a time in their life where they weren't a nice person, and all of a sudden it's like, well, I thought meditation was supposed to be good. Well, it is good, because you're getting in touch with all that stuff. What What the practice is, is to learn to say, oh, okay, observe it, let it come up, see what it is, let it go, let it come up, see what it is, let it go. Um, And it's often the time when you can find help, too. It's like if the same thing, just like in the physical body, if the same thing's coming up mentally and you need to talk that out with somebody or find a different modality to perhaps help you, do that. Well, listen, we are getting to the end of the show here. I want to remind you of kimtalkradio at gmail.com because if you have the chance, I'd love to hear your feedback. Um. Oh, and the other thing was, for your practice, start looking at who you can check in with. Start looking at that. Who can you check in with? So for a couple of days, the beginning of the practice is, look at the path you've woven. All the while looking at, where am I? What am I? What am I doing now? Now what's happening? Be with movement. And then, where do you want to go? These are all kind of happening simultaneously or next to each other because they support one another. I wish you a wonderful week. I look forward to our new year together. Practice smiling. Like the song is, I'm happy. Happy anyway. Or I'm smiling anyway. It's a nice facelift. Feels good and it changes your hormones. Remember to kiss when you're walking through the streets and you see kids. Think about how can I help them, even if it's just being the best person I can be and they witness it. Sometimes that's the best way. Kids really like to be Oh,